Welcome, listeners, to the Sports It Podcast, Week 12 Preview, Week 11 Review. I'm Ian. I'm Daniel. And I'm Drew. Take it away, Drew. Uh, okay, let's start with the plugs like we always do. This is, of course, the Sports Id. You can check us out at thesportsid.net, on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesportsid, and you can follow us on Twitter at thesportsid. You can also email us thesportsid at gmail.com. That's the sports letter I, letter D, at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the sister blog on the id network, the Cinema Id. They can be found at thecinemaid.net, on Facebook at facebook.com slash thecinemaid, and on Twitter at thecinemaid. How's that? Uh, how, how are the emails looking, Drew? Uh, still none. Well, that's not true. We, we get emails uh, from Twitter <laughs> all the time telling us that people uh, don't follow us. People have blocked us. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're doing a little something different this week. Um, Daniel said he wanted to host the podcast on Sunday. He's all jacked up about it. Come Wednesday today, Daniel says he doesn't want to do it, but we're making not, him not, do it. Yeah, not so uh, not so jacked up anymore. Uh, <laughs> a couple of days later, <laughs> sober. Did you just say a couple of days more sober? Well, a couple of days later and sober. That's why. You, you know you have a say. problem. You know you have a problem when you measure your sobriety by days. <laughs> Addiction's not a joke, Ian. <laughs> Everything is a joke to Ian. Uh, I'm, I'm addicted to jokes. So. so, like, is it my job to kind of keep us from running off topic? Yeah, what we just did, don't let us do that. Because I'm saying, yeah, if that's, that's the case, I've already failed. Yeah. That's right, you get three well, let's strikes, start with our, one. Let's start with our pick review. How did everyone do last week? I'll give the numbers. Ian, eight. Drew, nine. Daniel, me, eight. Oh, that's, that's higher than I I thought you should lately. make your picks. No, no, I made my Thursday night pick. I never get my Thursday night pick in, so. Oh, <laughs> It's the first one on the list. How do you <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, yes. we make our picks Wednesday night like on the show, like as we're recording. Why don't you put your picks in as we're recording? Uh, there has been a couple of nights as we were recorded. I have not selected the picks, and come Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, I don't like that pick anymore, and I kind of switch it up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you go now by what I said on the podcast, I'm going to actually pick differs over the weeks. But Ian – your favorite pick this week and your worst pick this week. My favorite, Daniel, the host of the show this week, was hold on, I gotta bring up the page. <laughs> nah, I was so unprepared. Um I like my pick of uh of Buffalo. Buffalo mm-hmm. won. Over the Jets. You know, who saw that come in? Thirty seven fourteen, kicked the shit out of them. Yeah, that was my best pick. My worst pick was, of course, taking the Packers. <laughs> Fucking A. I knew I should have done that. I warned you. You were right. I I'm never you. making that mistake again without Aaron Rodgers there. The Packers cannot win. So there, I'll be there. picking against them until he comes back. Does that, mean, just... does that mean when he comes back you might you might pick them again? I mean, that's neither here nor there, Drew. <sighs> that, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. 
Any more cliches, Ian, that you want to spit out before yeah, we ask you about his picks? Don't don't uh, don't heckle the chicken on the road because he's just trying to do what he does. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have anything I've you want to say about the that. Chiefs? <laughs> I I mean I picked them and they lost. You know, I, I meant cliche wise. Oh, Chiefs! Uh, you know, um, Chiefs, you know, if you like Arrowheads, you should move to South Texas because they're <laughs> everywhere. God damn it! <laughs> you know what I'm trying to get you to say, right? No, I have no idea. Who would have thought at this point in the season that Kansas City Chiefs uh, would be nine and one? <laughs> You're right, Drew. I should have said that, but I didn't. Uh, who would have thought the Panthers would be seven and three? Who would have thought the Packers would be five and five? Ugh. The Dolphins five and five. Nobody. Nobody. Arizona at the top of the West. Come on. I'm invoking my host uh, privileges, and let's move on to Drew's picks. How about that? Thank you. Um, okay, so my favorite pick uh, was the Panthers over the Patriots. I was uh, I was quite proud of that one. <laughs> you made it after you heard me say it. <laughs> I mean, technically, I make every pick after I hear you say it because that's the order. The order is always Ian Daniel Drew. We're not this week, baby. I'm last. I'm, I get to make the final pick. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Uh, so then my least favorite pick, um, it's kind of a toss-up between uh, I picked the Lions over the Steelers, and I hate to say it, but I picked I, – I, Say it, Drew. No. Just say, the pick, just say who you picked. I picked the here. Packers over the heart. Giants, and I feel oh. – I'm going to, I'm gonna like – I'm not going to go to their defense as much as you probably think I am, but I, yeah, we'll get there. There's no way you can defend what happened on Sunday, but I would. I I'm, not gonna the, I'm not going to defend the. I'm not going to defend the outcome. Just one specific thing about that game, I'm going to defend, not the outcome. I am curious to see how you'll spin this as a Packer fan <laughs> moving forward in any positive light. But we'll, we'll, we've there's plenty of time to hit that. Ah, uh, Daniel, what's up, bud? How'd you do this week? Uh, eight? Favorite pick? <laughs> this is my favorite part of the podcast now. Daniel talks to himself. <laughs> my favorite pick? Podcast. Calling out the Panthers over the patty cakes. Uh, my least favorite pick probably was the Chargers taking them over Miami. I don't know. I felt like the Miami was dead. They were, they were fish out of water. And it was time to bury them. And then the Chargers go in there and do a Chargers do generally in the second half, and I'd spit the bit, give the game away at the end. So now that we've covered uh, our favorite picks of the week, let's talk a little bit about the game of the week, the game of the century that didn't uh, didn't quite live up to the old uh, expectations. I don't want to talk about the Packer game yet. Boo! <laughs> I was going to hit him with the silence. silence. I, heard, I heard Ian stifle a laugh. I let him know. I like to let him know when he is making a fool of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the game of the century? Oakland, oh, uh, Houston, right? Yeah. I got a bunch of notes on that one. Do you want to hear me read them? <laughs> no, we don't want to hear you read them, Ian. Sorry, bud. You want to talk about the Chiefs? We want to talk a little Chiefs Broncos, bud. You got some notes on that? Um... Let me check here. No, 
I don't. I have San Francisco, New Orleans, which is not the Chiefs and the Broncos. So, <laughs> Daniel, I do not. Yeah, Chiefs, Broncos, game of the week. Anything else, you know, just doesn't live up to it. So what did we learn from the Chiefs, Broncos this week, fellas? Ian, let's start with you. Um, I learned that uh, don't pick against the Broncos, uh, especially when they're playing at home. That's it. Drew? Is it my turn? Yes, Drew, this is how this works now because Daniel's the host. Well, I was waiting for Daniel to ask me, but okay, fine. Um, I need to spoon feed you? <laughs> I learned I, – I <laughs> Drew, feed, it is your turn to talk now. I spoon Please feed you, assholes. Speaking. All right. Um, so I learned a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> I think most importantly, uh, Peyton Manning looks like Peyton Manning, even with his ankles taped, knew it. Uh, that is directly <laughs> from my notes. Um Having Jamal Charles, I, I can't believe it took me this long to learn this, but uh, having Jamal Charles really helps give Alex Smith the freedom and the time uh, to make his little check down passes or to occasionally take a shot, which he actually did, uh, I think, a decent number of times in this game. Um, other than that, uh, we learned that the officiating team for this game really wanted to be a part of this game. I learned that. Oh. Yeah, Drew, why do you, why do you say that the zebras wanted to be in the game? Uh, there were like a billion flags in this game. Oh, okay. Daniel, thoughts? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I learned about the Chiefs and the Broncos is that uh, I see why Alex Smith was jettisoned from San Francisco so easily, even after all those victories. Just, just not gonna. He's not a quarterback that can win on the road. He's not gonna make plays for you. He's, he's kind of terrible. I thought. Uh, he, Come on, he had a couple of, of like nice scrambles, and he had a couple of really well placed passes. Yeah, yeah, but he had also had a lot of not very good plays too. Uh, he's kind of he was kind of bad, bro. It was like twenty one of forty five. And the, the the thing that kind of stuck with me through this game is that uh, at seventeen ten, the Chiefs defense had kind of like slowed down the uh, the Denver attack for a little bit and. The Chiefs got the ball four times, down seven points with a chance to, like, get a field goal, get a touchdown, anything to cut into the lead. And, they, I mean, they barely got first downs. Uh, I, I, I think the Chiefs' offense was just absolutely God. It was just terrible. That, the defense is the only reason they didn't get beat by 50. Yeah, but I, I don't think Alex Smith is to blame for that. I think it's, I mean... He's got Jamal Charles, but Jamal Charles is also his number one receiving target. Like he, there's no other offensive weapons on that team. I mean, I, I, there's no other dynamic offensive weapons. No, no. But there was a play Collinsworth, king of all commentators, mentioned in the fourth quarter. Jamal Charles was one on one on the outside with Danny Trevason. That's a linebacker for the Broncos, America, and. uh Charles just beats him right off the line of scrimmage, swim move, straight down the sideline, and Alex Smith does Alex Smith does. He checked down for a two yard two yard hook route. I mean that's easier. It's just easier, Daniel. Let's just give him a break. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that one play would have mattered less if Dwayne Bowe caught 
more than four of his fourteen targets. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like they're going off his hands. It was like he was like, oh, he had ten drops. I mean, there were some terrible passes. No, no, Wait, no. Let no. me ask you a question. There was when a look couple. At that game, when you look at that game, yep. Did you come away from that game like, wow, I can win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith? Uh, I think if like, okay, if Alex Smith was the backup in Green Bay right now, I wouldn't be worried at all. If, if you, you can watch win a that game. Bowl, if, if you, you can win that... a Super Bowl, listen, listen. If you can win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, you can win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith because Alex Smith is five times the quarterback Trent Dilfer was. True, but they don't have the defense that the uh, Trent I, Dilfer it's, had. It's pretty fucking close, bro. It's pretty close. That's They're blasphemy. There. That's blasphemy. The O one Ravens, you're Bye. comparing you're comparing any defense in the last twenty years to the O one Ravens? Yes. I am Daniel. Did you Please see what they back. did to people? What they did to teams? Sure. We're getting off topic. It's why Jeremy's a host, because me and you are gonna start talking about the O one Ravens. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck are they talking about the O one Ravens for? It's like <laughs> I'm, in the past, I'm like physically restraining myself from jumping in. <laughs> no, Drew, it's no. The, you're Drew. not the host anymore. You can jump in. You can say shit now. No, because I was I wasn't gonna jump in to say something. I was gonna jump in and say we're getting off topic. Let's move on. <laughs> he's, he's gonna okay. jump in and say podcast running long, guys. Gotta wrap this up here. <laughs> okay, if that's the case, yeah. you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Yelling at okay, me for so... something I didn't even do. <laughs> so Drew still believes in Alex Smith. Uh, Ian said some funny stuff, <laughs> and I don't believe in Alex Smith. And I think the Chiefs' season will start to tumble down a little bit from here. Uh, but Udo- I just want to add real quick. Like I mentioned, that there were a billion flags. Uh, I did the math, and I was off by like nine hundred and eighty million. Uh, <laughs> there was. Like twenty million flags thrown. There was twenty two. <laughs> twenty two million? Yes. No, there was twenty two flags in this game. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's a lot. Reason. I mean, yeah, it's a lot, but it's a lot more reasonable than twenty two million. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't that's, I don't think there's that many flags like in existence. Hey, I remember like say- when the referee hit Orlando Brown in the face with the flag? <laughs> I don't. No. You don't remember that? Nope. Uh-uh. Oh, that's supposed to be funny. You guys are like, ah, ha, 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 we're talking about old stuff again. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I just want to say something. If if I was just now getting into football, I would probably be a Chiefs fan. Uh, I realized I really like their jerseys. They have really, really badass jerseys. I just, it, it just came upon me. You know, just they're pretty fucking cool jerseys. Just wanted to say that. Noted. We talked a little Chiefs about those Broncos. Anybody, uh, did we learn anything about the Broncos we didn't know? Uh, anybody impressed? Status quo, whole home? I don't know. Stuff I mean, know. I gave the Chiefs a hell of a shot to beat them. Uh, but I feel like the Broncos kind of did hear what we all, even if we picked the Chiefs, kind of expected them to do in our heart of hearts. I mean, be the Broncos that they've been this year and last year. The Peyton Manning-led Broncos. They've, they've done that. I was impressed just how, like, 
terrible, quote-unquote, they've been. They were in that game compared to how they've been the whole season, and they still won by uh, double-digit points, and they wanted to. They could have put up 40, I felt. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like since that last drive, they kind of took – they burned the clock. They took their time. They weren't in a rush. It's like, wow, you know, you play them really well. Peyton still throws for 300 yards. Demarius still has 100-plus yards. Julius Thomas gets a touchdown. It's just like, man. So let me let me ask this question. Let me ask this question that nobody's asking. Are the are the Broncos better with Jack Del Rio or with John Fox? Jack Del Rio. I don't think it matters. I think they're so like Peyton centric. I don't think it matter who's coaching. As long as Peyton gets to call the plays in the huddle and run the film sessions and Ian and I could coach that team. I mean, that'd be awesome. I doubt we'll get a call, though. Why did I get no. left out? You need uh, to be there, man. You need to be there. Who? No, I don't want your pity fucking assistant quarterback's coach <laughs> job. No. Assistant quarterback's coach. <laughs> You're assistant, assistant professional team, buddy. Don't give yourself so much credit. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I'm sorry, Drew. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I like how that went down. All right, so there, there is um, another thing I want to talk about in this game. Uh, it has to do with the flags. Um, one of the earlier penalties was on, I don't know if I'm saying this last name right, Iannaccio. What'd you call are, me? Are you, are you asking? <laughs> Are you okay. asking us if that's right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Daniel, you watch you the know, game, right? Okay, well, you know how bad Daniel is with names. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, forget it. Never mind. Forget the name. Just, Daniel, you watch the game, right? Yes, I watched the game. Okay, so early in the game, um, Bo almost catches a touchdown pass, but it gets defensed. But then a flag is thrown for taunting. You remember that? Taunt. On, oh, oh, on, the, on the way back up, on the way back up from there, like they hit the ground and yep. they coming up. Yeah, yeah, they way. stand up. They, you know, the defensive back. I, I swear his name is Ionacho, but I could be saying it wrong. Um, you know, kind of walks past uh, Bo, and the two say something to each other, like happens every single play, whether the ball is thrown that way or not. The DB and the receiver always say something to each other, but the line judge happened to be standing there because he's, you know, watching the end zone to see if there's a touchdown. And so he's, like, three feet away. He hears what Iannaccio says, and he throws a flag for taunting. What did he say? Did he? Did no, he, you, you uh, can't he hear it on the broadcast. That? You can't hear it on the broadcast, but he said something, and a flag is thrown. And I think that's kind of bullshit. I mean, don't you? Like, they say something every play. Why was this one-time yeah. call? Just because the ref just happened to be there? Like, it's football. They're men. They're jawing at each other. Like, this guy gets paid millions of dollars to shut down any receiver that comes his way. He shuts down the receiver, and he says something, and he gets penalized for it. I, I think that's kind of bullshit. I, he probably said something like, fuck this ref. That's probably what he said. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was something terrible. I mean, it had to be. If, if, if you throw a flag. Because like I said, this happens on every single play. Guys jaw all the time. Did you guys watch the Monday night with uh, Steve Smith and oh. Talib? Then you'll yeah. know. Oh, it's that, uh... so awesome. That, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was a great game to watch for many reasons. Uh, yeah. I love Steve Smith. But, yeah, I mean, 
So I definitely think maybe some F-bombs, maybe some homophobic slurs. I think there was some mom talk in there. There had to be. There probably. Yeah, it's the thing they how probably were exchanging recipes. <laughs> I mean, it had to be vicious because in that uh, back to the Patriots-Panthers game, uh, Aaron Dobson got shut down by uh, cornerback Mitchell and they're walking back, and he clearly says to him repeatedly, um, inward you trash, inward you trash, inward you trash. And the ref's like right there, so obviously, you know, he didn't throw a flag, so it had to be something. Well, was, there, was the ref white? Yeah. That's yeah. probably why. Yeah, my first guess is that uh, the ref for that Patriots-Panthers game is racist. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like, oh, he's he's right. He's right. <laughs> Can't throw a flag at a man for being correct. <laughs> oh, you might have to cut that. <laughs> no, it's staying. Oh, your racism gets to stay. It's not racism. It's racism. <laughs> oh my god! I'm pointing out how ridiculous that racism would be. I'm not being racist. I know, we're now I'm turning the tables on you. That's what I was doing. See what I was doing? Hey, kid, you're a dick. Making making fun. <laughs> all right, well, we've covered on Chiefs Broncos pretty much all the way down. Does anybody want to add any, one more thing before we move on, or we good there? I think we're good. I think we're, uh, we're solid. All right, we were transitioning anyway to the Panthers, uh, Patriots, slowly but surely, talking about all that John going back and forth. Uh, let's talk about this game. Uh, I don't want to talk about the call right away because that takes away from a really, really, really great game, I thought. I thought it was the best game of the week, maybe the best game of the year. Uh, you had two quarterbacks playing contrasting styles, but playing at both at such a high level. It was, uh, it was a clean game. There were some early penalties on the Panthers, I thought. They were a little jacked up, a little high. But after that, it was pretty clean. Uh, the rest of them played. Uh, what about the what about the Akeem uh penalties? Are you talking about the one where he was grabbing uh, Steve Smith's foot? Yeah, wasn't there another one too after that? No, I think only I think only he had one, and uh, he had a penalty for uh, uh, defensive holding. Holding. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, that must be what I'm thinking of. But yeah, when he he wouldn't let go of, of Smith's foot, and they got in that little tussle. I, I thought it was that, awesome. That, that, yeah, it was, was it's pretty entertaining to watch. I love watching a cornerback get frustrated. Especially oh, yeah. by Steve Smith. Steve Smith's only like one or two inches taller than I am, and you guys know how short I am. Yeah, he's like so. he's like five eight, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's half an inch taller than I am. <laughs> yeah, but he's jacked. <laughs> I mean, in Ian's defense, if you took all of his dormant muscle and turned it into non-dormant muscle, he would basically be Steve Smith. Ian, do you have that dormant muscle line on YouTube? Oh, right? all the time. Okay, just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fit. No. Yeah, uh, I mean, look at this game. What I took away from this game was stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, if you haven't seen Steve Smith's picture on Wikipedia, uh, go look at it. Is it amazing? It's pretty funny. It's just him making a funny face, but it's it's funny. Uh, when I was watching this game, like I watched the first half, and then I got sleepy and shut it off. So I missed the whole the play oh. or the the call or whatever at the end. But what I noticed in the first half was they were they're playing in Carolina, 
and there were a lot of penalties that were going Carolina's way. I don't know if that was like the you know the whole refs dealio or whatever or you know I'm not saying the game was thrown or anything like that, but it really just felt like the refs were leaning towards Carolina in that game. I mean the if you want the stat here, since I'm stat guy, New England had five penalties for 50 yards. Carolina had seven for 47. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say you know I don't know if you're thinking about that uh, correctly. If it was coming off that way, because I, I remember that first drive New England had, uh, they, got, they got kept alive a couple of times by some stupid penalties by uh, by the Panthers. Because like, early on, I think Carolina was just so jacked up to play New England. They were so jacked up. Yeah, they they really thought they were going to win this game, and obviously they you know, proved to be right, winning 24-20. But, yeah, I, they were super jacked up, and they were making – some uh, some stupid mistakes at the at the beginning there, but it really did. I mean, it evened out. I wouldn't say that the calls went one way or the other. Um, I mean, we have to talk about the call at the end of the game, but uh, I don't know if we're there yet. Nah, that's just, let's talk about that third quarter first. The, Ian, you went to sleep at the wrong time, bro. At the third quarter, there was a point in the third quarter, both quarterbacks, I think about a minute, maybe a minute and a half left, hadn't had the incompletion yet. They're like combined. Oh, no, 16, no, no. Until, 16 until the 11-minute mark of the fourth quarter, there were no incomplete passes. Until there were 11 minutes and, like, 46 seconds left or something like that in the fourth quarter, there were no incomplete passes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I kind of noticed that in the first half that Cam Newton was really displaying some good touch on the ball. He was putting exactly where it needed to be, and it looked you know, soft throws, over-the-top shit. Like, it, it, it was beautiful to watch. Like, he was, he was putting on a fucking clinic. Plus the scrambling and shit like that. He was running all over the place, making plays. He looked good. He looked good out there. Can we talk about that that scramble of his where he got, like, 30-something yards, uh, but they talked about it on the broadcast, and they actually, like, traced out the line of his scrambling. He ran 80 yards to get that 30 yards. Bro, so, he put a – he juked. Two defenders in the pocket, oh, and made yeah. them both fall at the same time. I was like, watching what? it. Yeah, that and that that first juke. He's like, he's full on backpedaling, and then just no, no, not just suddenly changes direction. Just like it was insane. Yeah, the man so, is so, an athlete. He was mesmerizing, man. I mean, like I said, I've not been, I've not been a scam Newton fan. Obviously, I called him scam forever. It might be time to drop the S off. And I thought he was a bit overrated. I thought he was, you know, a stat pattern. But but last night was this coming out party because anytime you outplay Tom Brady, uh, I don't care if it's home, road, preseason, playoff, Super Bowl, I mean, that's saying something. I mean, he let it dry. They got down. He answered. Brady answered with a touchdown. He'd answer back with a touchdown. I, he was so amazing to watch. There was a one play. He rolls out, I think it was like a second and one or third and one, and he's been killing the, the, the Patriots so much that they all, like, everyone's locked eyes on him as he's scrambling away, and they don't even notice, like, the receiver had slipped behind them, and he just tosses it right over the head for a two-yard gain in a first down. It didn't look, you know, huge, but you just saw how much respect he commanded. I mean, And I feel like... Uh, that's a play where, like, his rookie year, he would have just tried to scramble for it. But he's 
you know, he's, he's getting better at, at seeing other plays instead of just trying to make them all on his own. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, he, he he's trusting, I guess, the play calls. He's trusting his weapons. You know, his weapons are, I mean, I wouldn't call them weapons. I mean, pea shooters, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's got Steve Smith and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Greg Olson. I, I, I just feel like those... I just feel like he's a uh, mediocre tight end. Cam just makes these guys better, bro. I mean, he just really does. But you, I, keeping plays alive, you know, throwing the ball in the tight windows last night. I can't I, – I mean, I can go on and on talking about how awesome Cam was last night. But, I mean, Monday. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> what grade he was on Monday. Yeah, I, I almost didn't watch this game. I got a message from Daniel uh, about an hour before it started asking if I was going to watch it, and I said, nah, maybe. And then time came around, and I was in the middle of playing a game, and I was like, eh, I mean, I guess I'll put it on. And, oh, my glad I did. That was – I had to leave partway through the third quarter to go pick up my girlfriend from work, and I watched the rest of the game on my phone in the parking lot screaming like an idiot. All, like, the only person in a parking lot, like, screaming and excited about two teams that I'm – like, I, I'm not a Panthers fan. I'm not a – Patriots fan, and this was a great game to watch. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I said definitely game of the year so far. Can we do? Can we do a final thought on the? Uh, I'd like to take care of final thought on Carolina Patriots. Is that okay? Yeah. Let's, well, we still got to talk about the call, but the call we got to talk about that call, bro. Okay. Well, real quick before we get into that, uh, Daniel, if yeah. you can guess Steve Smith's real full name without looking it up. <laughs> I will. I'll send you a hundred dollars. I don't want to okay. sound racist or insensitive, so I'm. <laughs> I'm going to say what? Stephen Smith. It's not what I thought. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Well, the, it could be Stephen, <clears throat> but but it's but not the, the regular it's spelled, spelling. It's Stevan Latrell Smith. That's okay. the way I see it. That's the way that, that's, that's phonetically. Acceptable. That's what it looks like. It's it acceptable. could be Stephen, though. I was worried it'd be a Stavarius. <laughs> <laughs> I was Stavarius. really hoping you were going to say Stavarius or or Stequan or something ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, I can live with that. I can live with Stefan Latrell Smith. <laughs> no, it's a, it's S T E V O N N E. Stevon. That's the way I see it. Yep. That's what, that, I mean, that would be my guess, too. Okay. The call, boys. All right, Ian, did you did you see at least this call, like, on SportsCenter or anything the next day? I saw people talking about it, but... But you didn't actually see the play? You just saw two people standing nah, and talking to each other saw, about it? I saw, like, a screen cap where one guy was hugging another guy, and then the ref was standing there, and I don't know. <laughs> That's all I saw. All right, uh, Dana, you want to break down what happened, or you want me to? We can break it down. Pat's an affairs. Pat's got screwed. You know, on to next week. All right. Okay. <laughs> Get ready. It's another Daniel Drew argument. Um, in order for it to be pass interference, it has to be a catchable ball. Yes. It was not a catchable ball. Oh. Yeah, I know. Because you can't catch the ball when someone's grabbing you and pushing you towards the No, uh, if if Keekley wasn't there, the there was still no way 
Gronkowski was catching that ball. None. Oh, no way? It was like way less than four yards short. Way, it was way too short, way too low to the ground. There was, he could not have made that. He was standing back of the end zone. The ball hit just inside the front of the end zone. So you're telling you, me, you telling you me. Doubt, you doubt the Gronk more than you should. <sighs> hey, man. And you're telling me that ball was 12 feet away from Gronkowski? 12 feet, right? Three feet. I, I haven't seen any replays. I saw it live, and what I recall is the the ball hitting just inside the end zone and Gronk being in the back of the end zone before, like, like Keekly started to wrap him up, like, right at the the back of the end zone. You, not see, you don't remember this play very well. I'll explain to America what's going on. <laughs> um, You're welcome, <clears throat> America. Basically what happens is uh, ESPN did a really good job with their sports science breaking this play down. Uh, what happened was Conkley, what's his name? I'm sorry. Keekly. It's pronounced Keekly, yeah. Keekly. Keekly grabs the Gronk approximately. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be what I call it when I when I poop now. I gotta, what? I got to go grab the Gronk. No, that's not what I was I definitely, thinking. I was going the whole other way. I mean, that was supposed to be the joke, is you think I'm going one way with it, and then I go the other way. It's called a non sequitur. Yeah, that, Drew, that's called taking a grumpy. <laughs> it's called, I'm, I'm, I'm a 40-year-old grandpa named Drew. That's what that's called. Oh, Daniel, <laughs> you're a thousand years old. I don't even uh, want to hear now, it. Back to the call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, the ESPN broke it down. They showed with scientific evidence that Gronk was grabbed before the ball was touched by the defender. Okay? Okay, th- hold on one second. Um, that sounds like it came straight out of the script of Law & Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that show. What's so funny about that? What's, uh, that you would um, be on it. That's great television drama. Just an observation, Daniel. Carry on, please. Don't make it weird. <laughs> er. Um, <laughs> so Gronk gets grabbed approximately eight-tenths of a second before the ball's caught. Okay? So technically, that's defensive pass interference. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay? Now... Uncat- well, hold on. What's the difference between defensive holding and defensive pass interference? Wouldn't that be holding in that situation? No, no holding is before the ball is thrown. Okay. Uh, once the ball is thrown, it can only be pass interference. Okay. Okay, so if that's the case, if if Gronk is grabbed before that ball is touched by a defender and it's in the air, it's pass interference. And the whole uncatchable uh, argument I mean, the ball has to be clearly uncatchable. There can be no debate at all. I mean, this has, I mean, uncatchable needs to be 50 feet in the air. I mean, like, un, no, there's no way someone can make an argument that the ball could be caught and you can say it. You know what I mean? And then you can call it uncatchable. There's an argument to be made that Gronk could have caught that ball if he was not being pushed back towards the back line. I mean, to be fair, 
Gronkowski could probably catch a ball that was thrown 50 feet over his head. That's just me. I'm just speak, thinking out loud. All right, well, I mean, <laughs> here's what I have to say about it. Um, I don't think it was catchable, but even if you take that out of it, it was called what it was, and that's the way – I mean, like, that's what you have to go by. And I'm sorry, but as a Packer fan who watched Seattle somehow win that game, I cannot, feel, I cannot – oh, for fuck's sake. I, <laughs> I cannot feel sorry for Tom Brady and the Patriots. And I just want to point out that I cackled with glee when Tom Brady immediately started jogging for the tunnel and then saw the ref cut over to the ref and started swearing at him. Oh, yeah. He F-bombed him. Did you see Ryan oh, Mount, yeah. the backup? The yeah. backup yeah. started F-bombing him. Yeah, he was right there with him, right behind Brady, like a like a little brother all psyched up to get involved. I'm like, Mallet, slow down a little bit. Come on, just slow down, you know. This ain't the SEC, you ain't in Arkansas. No one really gives a shit what you're talking about. Slow down. Ian, are you okay, bud? Ryan Mallet used to play for Michigan. Did he? He did, and then he transferred after his freshman year. I was going to say something inappropriate. Yeah, I was uh, I was waiting for Daniel's crack there. But I'm not going to touch that. No, what are you so, going to say? I don't even I don't even know what you could say right now. Enlighten uh, me, please. Uh, this, let's just say sexual assault Lloyd Carr. Just going to put those words to a jumble, and uh, whatever you get out of it, <laughs> you get out of it. What are you talking about? I think this should be a recurring segment on the show. Daniel's <laughs> word jumble. Lloyd Carr was an amazing, amazing college football coach. Don't you, don't you dare! He was a saint. He never touched boys or men. <laughs> he was a family man. You don't ever talk about Lloyd Carr. You whore. <laughs> <clears throat> Carry on. So what does this win mean for the Panthers moving forward, guys? I mean, do we see them as legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Legitimate uh, NFC South division winners? I mean, where do you how do you define the Panthers right now? Um, well, I I mean, they're definitely they're definitely making the playoffs, I think. I'm picking them this week for sure. Um, they're not. I don't think they're super con, Super Bowl contenders just yet. It's too early to tell. You know, I know they've been winning a lot of games, and they. I think they've won seven in a row or six in a row. I think I heard that stat thrown around. But uh, it's a Monday night game. Everybody seems to play better on Monday night. If they can carry this momentum forward and they can play like they did on Monday night for the rest of the season, then yeah, definitely they're Super Bowl contenders. But we, I mean, we'd have to see a little bit more of them playing at that level to determine that. Uh, I mean, I think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think they're going to look pretty good going into the playoffs. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's some strong teams that are going to be going in with them. But, I mean, their defense looked really good this week. I mean, they've been getting a lot of pressure looking really good every week. And I think showing that they can they can do this to, like, the Patriots of all teams makes it look like, you know, they might have a pretty good shot at shutting down the Saints and if – if you know they meet the Chiefs somewhere in the playoffs, like that's that's not an offensive juggernaut they're going to have trouble shutting down. It's that's not going to be a shootout game. And I mean, you know, like looking at their True. opponents, yeah, they're other good teams, but this defense I think can really 
you know, equalize for him. And if, if Cam Newton keeps playing like he's played uh, recently, you know, if he, if he keeps keeps showing what he can be and doesn't, you know, revert to what he was at the beginning of the season, yeah, this this key, this team could go pretty far. Um, Drew, real quick. Yep. If they meet the Chiefs in the playoffs, that would be the Super Bowl. So are you calling a Chiefs uh, Panthers <laughs> no. Super Bowl right no, now? No, no, but I'm saying like like all the teams they could meet in any Super Bowl matchup. He asked he asked in any playoff matchup. He he asked, you know, are they Super Bowl contenders? In order to be Super Bowl contenders, they would have to contend for the Super Bowl. They could ostensibly play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So you heard it here for, first, <laughs> folks. Drew is officially calling a Chiefs fan for the Super Bowl. No. Fuck it. Fuck it up. No. Daniel. Wow. I'm, I'm just shocked about that Chiefs Panthers Super Bowl. <laughs> <clears throat> Excited, right? <laughs> oh, something came over me. Uh... <laughs> All right. We wrap these guys up. Let's go to our next game. That would be. Would you like to do the honors, Ian, or would you like me to? Well, I don't need. I don't have the rundown up, so I have no idea. What okay, the but if he's going, about. do you guess what game he's asking about? Um, I don't know. I, I would never guess in a million years. I'll give you a hint. It's not the Oakland game. Fuck. <laughs> um, the Lions game, right? Yeah. That's what you want to talk about? Yeah. A little bit. A really, little bit. Because I don't really want to talk about it. Do you not uh, want to talk about it because the Lions lost twenty-seven to thirty-seven to the Steelers? I mean, it hurt when it happened, Drew, and it hurt even more when you just said that. It hurt more when I said it. Yeah. Um, it okay, hurt. so Daniel Daniel wanted to talk about the fake field goal, and he thinks that that was the game changer. So I'll let you go first, Daniel. Well, first, you know, oh Jimmy, we're tight, we're tight like that, so I can call him. Jimmy, he was the hand of gambling hat on early in this one. He went for a fourth and one on the first drive. Um, and then late in the game, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, he decides to run a fake field goal. A fake field goal run, by the way. A fake field goal run in the rain. A fake field goal run in the rain with his punter. Up four in a game that the Lions needed. I thought it was a horrible call when he did it. I don't care if they got it. It still would have been stupid. Because even if you do get the first down, you're not guaranteed to get a touchdown anyway. You still might have to settle for three. And the thing that really pissed me off about the call was that the Lions not only are trying to do something this year, they're fighting off years of suckiness and disappointment and hurt caused to, to their fan base. I felt like they had a real chance to get to 7-3 and three and to separate themselves from, like, these pretenders, contenders that develop around Week 10, Week 11 in the NFL. And they blew it. I mean, <clears throat> the fake field goal is not the reason why he lost or anything, but not the main reason. I mean, the front four was terrible. I think Roethlisberger is still back there picking them apart. Um, the offense, for some reason, outside the second quarter, didn't do anything. Stafford was terrible. It was 18 for 46. Uh, CJ didn't get a catch, you know, outside in the second half. There was a lot of things going on. But if you tell me you play that bad and have a chance to win, 
and then your coach decides to fake field goal a gift victory away, I have a big problem with that. I don't think that that fake field goal was the game changer, and here's why. Detroit had two dropped interceptions in this game, one by Mathis and one by Levy. Mathis was in the fucking end zone, and he dropped it. Hit him right in the hands. Reggie Bush fumbled in this game. Uh, I believe it was in he the was third terrible. quarter. Reggie was, was terrible bad. in this game. Uh, but I, I think that had a lot to do with the uh, Detroit's offensive line. I think that um, had a lot to do with the conditions. Yeah, you, I mean, you're probably right. Did and that's, just... that's what I'm going to jump to next. Actually, sorry, Drew, just real quick. That's fine. That's why, that's why he went for it on fourth down in the first quarter. That would have been a 48-yard field goal. Uh, being kicked by a 48-year-old man in rainy conditions. Well, he seems 48. I don't know how old he is, but he's old as fuck. And that would have been like that. He's had trouble all year kicking in the fucking dome. So how, how do you think he would fare outdoors, windy, rainy, from 48 yards away? That's a tough kick to make. And that's why they went for the fake punt too. I'm not sure how long that would have, uh, or fake uh, field goal rather. I'm not sure how long that field goal would have been. But I know it would have been over 30 yards for sure. And I uh, like the aggressive play calling because it were, shows that Schwartz. Yeah. That fake field goal, they were on Pittsburgh's 10. Okay, so that's a 27-yard field goal. Yeah. So almost 30. So I was pretty close. That's still makeable pretty... even in those conditions. But I mean, yeah, but it's I'm, David Aker. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still behind the fake field goal try there. It's I'm glad Schwartz is showing aggressiveness because it shows that he's – preparing to make the tough decisions and the hard calls, and he's practicing his play calling for when they make the playoffs. If he's in a crunch time situation like that, that's what it's going to come down to is how well he can make those decisions. You know, and he's he's trying things up. He's still learning. Yeah, he's not a great coach, but he's trying different shit and trying to figure stuff out. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the aggressive play calling because Detroit's been stomped around for so long. It's about time that they started trying shit to win. Yeah, and they're see, doing anything they can to win. See, I think it's more. I, I think it's more that. Like you, you said earlier in the season that like Donkey Kong Sue is so aggressive because he doesn't, you know, he's trying to change the image of the Lions. You know, they're not trying to get pushed around anymore. They're trying to stand up for themselves, and I feel like that's what that that fake field goal was partially, and that aggressive play call was. You know, like, look, we're not we're not going to be the losers in this league anymore. We're gonna, you know. We're gonna give it all. We're gonna try something, and I mean, you can you can knock them for trying fourth and five fake field goal with their punter. He he almost got it. He only missed it by like a yard and a half. And he fumbled. He got missed by a yard and a half. Okay. Hey, let me just jump in there real quick. There's a couple of things you said, Ian. You said we played horrible. We dropped picks. I said Stafford was terrible. Calvin had a mediocre game, and he was invisible in the second half. I mean, he had some big plays, obviously, in the first half. But overall, I mean, it's kind of quiet. Still the leading receiver the, in the game. If you take away the – okay, if you take away the, that second quarter. The offense did nothing for that second quarter. But anyway, the point was you were so terrible. You The lot, offensive line wasn't playing that as well as they normally would do. The defensive line was god-awful. Sue got hurt, and all of that – all that being said, you're still up four with the ball to kick a field goal to potentially go up seven on the road. You have to take that. You have to take that. 
you can't you, you can't sit there and say we got to be aggressive and no you you have a gift somehow you are leading this game that you have been outplayed in they still can't tackle Antonio Brown I mean they, they, it was right there for the taking make the field goal make Ben go down and have to tie you and your offense can get the ball without pressure maybe and all they do is get a field goal to win Instead, like I said, he did something the Lions do. This is gonna. This is the Lions play. This is what the other franchise does. This is no, Drew, dude. This is Drew dude. Stanton going out the back of the end zone. This is that was Dan Orlovsky. Hey, whoa, that, whoa, that was Dan Orlovsky. Do not hate on Drew Stanton. All right, let's get past okay. that real quick. And you're wrong, dude. You're fucking wrong because if you said, yeah, take the field goal, that's what everybody thinks you're gonna do. So why not fucking fake it? Why not, dude? This is not a Lions play. A Lions play would be botching the fucking snap. That's a Lions play. Faking a field goal is not a Lions play, dude. I will tell you this right now. This will be. This is the turning point in their season. I felt. I thought they were going to win this game. If you win this game on the road, you go seven and three. Okay, you're in that play for the for the two seed. Okay, now the Lions are in, in that danger zone where like, oh, we lose a couple games, we may not make the playoffs. Like you can't, you can't run those risks when when the smart play just outweighs the risk so much more. Like really, like okay, if it was fourth and goal and you get a touchdown with a fake field goal, okay, there's more validity to it. But you weren't guaranteed anything. You still had four more downs. You still had the score. Yeah, it was definitely it's a high risk, high reward play, and. Well, um, Daniel's saying it's not like high they, reward because it's not guaranteed that you're going to score even if you get the. But if they do that, that break, I'm saying. Break exactly. you, Drew. back. No, they break the back of the defense if they convert on that play because the whole defense has to come back out on the field if they weren't on the field already. Because I know they do sub substitutions for field goal blocks or whatever. If they if they make that that tired ass defense has to come back on the field for at least four more downs. You know, and if they get any closer, then like if they get down to the one, that's a chip shot for anybody. You know, and I'm not there saying that a 27 yard field goal is not a chip shot, but like that's that's guaranteed points if you're down at the one. My thing is, I like playing. I like. It. I understand. I understand. I'm just saying, you have a chance to watch a lot of stink off this franchise. And this is a season where a lot uh, the NFC had opened up a little bit. The NFC South uh, North had opened up for them, and they blew a game, man. Like now they're six and four. Yeah, but like you don't think okay if they had got that fake field goal and gone on to score a touchdown or even kick a field goal, you don't think anybody would have said anything about that watching the stink off off the franchise like at all. Like Jim Schwartz. Mean, oh, you mean like being the field goal has uplifted them and now they're ready to go? No, being that you know they they took this big risk and it paid off. They they made it happen. You don't think that like raises the you know, quote unquote prestige of the Lions at all? That doesn't help them out from an image it perspective. Does. If that's what you're it talking does. about, it does. But I, you know what it helps too? Being seven and three and one game back of New Orleans for the two seed. Okay, with, if, five, with six games to go. If that you're gonna be, say, if you're gonna say that, like, if they don't, if they make this first down, that doesn't guarantee they're gonna score. Then you can't say if they had kicked the field goal, then it guarantees that they're gonna win and they would go seven. I didn't say guarantee they win. I just answered your question by saying I think seven and three makes more. Watch the stink off more than a six and four bad, uh, bad loss with a bad taste in your mouth after a bad loss. That was a bad loss. They had 
There was no reason. And it was happening way before, like, okay, the reason I like the call is because they were playing like shit in the second half. And something something like this, like, yeah, you made the point. They kick a field goal. It's not going to, you know, uplift them, and they're going to think, yeah, okay, we're coming back. We're going to win this game now. But getting a, a, you know, fake field goal on fourth and five, that's going to energize a team. So I like that call. They fucked it up. But you know what? I kind of hate to say it because I kind of kind of like this Lions team. They're the Lions. They're kind of used to fucking up. I don't think it really breaks their back to miss that, you know, that fake field goal. But it really would have made them feel a lot better if they had made it. I think it would have helped more to have made it than it hurt to not make it. I think they had a chance to go up seven. They had the same. They, they had. had they had the same chance missing that fake field goal though. They still had the lead. Their defense could have held on. They still had the same chance. No, see, they were that, trying to when you ignite watch that something. Game, that they're, defense was terrible, and they're trying the to ignite something with that play. They hadn't scored any points in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. Like that's why that you point. take the points. That's why you take them. You hadn't scored. You hadn't done anything. That's why you finally had a chance to get on the board, and somehow you hadn't scored. Hadn't barely got past the fifty. And you have a chance to go up seven. You don't turn that down. You know what I mean? That's like well, that's free money. I want to I want to point something money. out here. We were talking about this fake field goal uh, call more than we talked about the call at the end of the Patriots Panthers game. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, because that that was like you know out of the play, a player's hands, the coach's hands. That's a ref decision. This is strategy. It's like it's a strategic call by a coaching staff. And those are more football philosophy. To me personally. Yeah, it, it, those are more okay. interesting to me than that ref going, "Ooh, I fucked up." <laughs> okay, listen, Daniel. They missed the they missed the fake field goal, but Pitt gets the ball back on the three yard line, their own three yard line, and Ben Roethlisberger leads them on an amazing ninety seven yard drive. I, I will admit, Pittsburgh did play better than Detroit in this game. There's no doubt about it. I'm not a fucking idiot, but. They miss. They make that field goal. They kick the ball back to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets it on the twenty. And with the way their offense had been playing, you know they they probably score at least three points. They you give the ball back. Listen, they give the ball back to Pittsburgh on the three yard line. Right. That gives them way more of a chance to stop them than if they give them on the twenty. Do you think? That's the Pitt, way I see it. Do you think Pittsburgh was energized by stopping that fake field goal and getting a fumble? I, I believe so. Yeah, probably. I mean, they. It's it's kind of give and take because they're like, oh yeah, we got a fumble and we block. They they fake the field goal and we stopped them. Yeah, we're not but saying we there's get the no ball risk back here. Back up the fucking three. You know, it's give and take. They were definitely pumped up after it, and Ben Roethlisberger led him on a great drive. He played great all all game long. Um, he should have had two picks, but I mean, that's neither here nor there, really. Uh, yeah, it's just you know. Fucking Detroit just they just couldn't get it done, and this, like I I was talking to Daniel before before the game was played. I think I was talking to you Saturday night, and I said, dude, I was thinking about it, man. And this is this is a game Detroit loses. This like if they win this game, you could tell they're a different Detroit Lions team. And if they lose this game, they're the same old Lions. But and that's fuck, my look at, oh, look that's at, my point, bro. That's what I'm I know, I know that's what you're trying to make. But see, they're trying to change that, and I appreciate that, that they're trying to change it. We're just not gonna we're just not gonna agree on this one, I guess, fellas. Sorry. Right. Okay, I have still... I have one more thing to say about this Lions team. 
Uh, I'm going to read you their last drive. Okay. That was J- terrible. Just the just the breakdown of the plays. I'm not going to give field position. Just real quick. Shotgun. Oh, I have it here in my notes. Okay. Shotgun. Matthew pass. <laughs> Stafford pass incomplete to Ogletree. Shotgun. Stafford pass incomplete to Calvin Johnson. Shotgun. Stafford pass incomplete to Ogletree. Shotgun. Stafford scrambles right and ran out of bounds. Shotgun. Penalty on Detroit. Shotgun. Matthew Stafford pass incomplete. Shotgun. Matthew P- Stafford pass incomplete to Durham. Shotgun. Stafford pass incomplete to Durham. Shotgun, Stafford sacked. That's their last drive of the game. That took 50 seconds. They could have easily scored in that time. No, 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 that's... My problem is with the play calling there. What, shotgun? Yes, shotgun and incomplete passes every single time. Like, I, I understand, you know, you have limited time. You're trying to hurry up and get down the field. They got the ball with, like, two and a half left. But change the formation. At least once. You know, if you line up in the same formation every time, like, this is why Detroit can be really exciting at the end of the game, because if they're playing the right defense, they can spread them out and pick them apart. But if they're playing a defense that knows they're going to do this, which which should be any defense that watches film at the end of every game, if they're behind or they need to score real quick or just get down the field, it's always shotgun, spread it out. It didn't help that Drake Bell got injured, too. Because when he and Reggie Bush are on the field at the same time, even though Reggie Bush was a complete non-factor this entire game, in fact, he was probably more of a factor in favor of the Steelers than in favor of the Lions. But um, when they're both on the field, like they're both receiving backs. You know, and they both can make plays. And Joyke Bell got injured. Reggie Bush was not Reggie Bush. At all during this game, I'm not, it, I mean, it changes the dynamic. I want to I want to point out real quick. I don't think you can blame Reggie Bush's lack of Reggie Bushness on either Reggie Bush or the Pittsburgh defense. I think that's uh, the conditions they were playing in, and they pointed it out during the broadcast. Like Reggie Bush, a lot of cuts, a lot of movement. He needs solid ground under his feet. Uh, if you watch this game, there was no solid ground. Joyke Bell, he. Kind of, sort of looks for a hole. Pretty much, just when he gets the ball, he just runs hard head down. Yeah, if you if, there's a couple of times Reggie planted and flipped. Yeah, that happened two yeah. or three times. I, I can close my eyes. Mm-hmm. Should we move on from this game? I, I think a lot we should. <laughs> Daniel, you're the host. Come on, take the reins. You don't want to talk uh, no more anymore, Lions, huh? I don't. No, I feel like we talked about it for an hour. <laughs> I think we can move on here. All right. Well, I know in our rundown we're going to talk running long. We got Eagles, Redskins, Packers, Giants. Those are our next two going up. I think we should just give me a second to say goodbye to RG3 this year and then talk <laughs> Packers, Giants. Yeah. Go nuts. No, you have I mean, something it, No, and, I just want to speak from the heart on this one. No written statements um, by my publicist. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the hell's going on in Washington, but they need to figure it out quick and get RG3's career back on track. There's no excuse for this. There's too much talent. There's too much sniping in the locker room. There's too much breaking down of what RG3 saying in the post-game press conference. Is he directing things at Shanahan? Is he not? Okay. How about offensive linemen on the Redskins? Pick your damn quarterback up. 
how many times this game I saw this RG3 get knocked down and no one pick him up on the team? I saw an offensive lineman kick his helmet. I seen Eagle players pick up RG3, and the referee picked up RG3 off the ground more than his teammates did. Uh, it's a I, shame. It's a waste of a year. Can I say something about um, – you said this team is too talented. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, aside from like, <laughs> aside from RG3 uh, and Alfred Morris, where's the rest of the talent on the team? Pierre Garçon, Pierre Garçon Josh, I, Josh Reed. Do you not know who these people are? I know who they are. I, I know who they are. I wouldn't say that either of them are. Um, Pierre Garçon is like fourth or fifth in receiving yards this season. He's somewhere up there. He's in the top. He's definitely in the top eight for sure. Yeah, he's up there. And Josh Reed is an up and coming star tight end. He will be a star next year. Put that in the bank. All right, maybe maybe with Pierre Garcon, the he's got the my hate has gone too far. But I'm, I'm making prediction about Josh Reed. Josh Reed's a talented player. I mean, he's he's had some breakout moments this season. He's had like two or three games with two touchdowns. He's he's a, he's a player. I mean, he's I'm, not a well, household name yet, he's, but he's, he's only got. Three touchdowns this season. So well, then what I said is mathematically impossible. That's but. that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh Where to land a good on your player. feet, though, Daniel? Thank you. Jocker's a good player. Okay. The Redskins are a good team offensively. I'm not done yet. Hold on, Drew. I didn't, I, I didn't say anything. There's no more. There's gonna be no more Redskins after this. After this podcast, there's no more breakdowns. This is our good. This is my goodbye to RG three. He's on the. He's on this uh, Scam Newton bandwagon now. Suck it, RG three. Oh, dude, I, I'm I'm in love with Cam Newton. It's, I didn't want to say it too much during the, the breakdown, but <laughs> man, I was loving that guy. Like, God, I love it. That reminds me of a Reddit post I read the other day. Great. And this is where you describe said no, Reddit post. I, well, I was hoping Ian had seen it so that he would at least giggle, but uh, not worth it now. Move on. Bottom line is, I need the Redskins to go home. I need everyone to sit down in, a, in, a, in a, some sort of hotel, motel, and air out their grievances and come back and represent something that looks like a football team next season. RG3, Baby Elway, doesn't have many years left, okay? Baby Elway? Are you high? No, I'm not high. I'm high on, I'm high on life in RG3. Okay, well, first of all, he's young, so he kind of he does have a while left. Uh, and then, second of all, Baby Elway, really? That's a bold statement, buddy. Yeah. This is my air, these are my lips, and these are my tongue, and, I'll sus, and I shall say what I shall feel. These are my tongue. <laughs> yeah, that's all I heard, too. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, stand for what you believe in. Thank you, bud. <sighs> Poor Redskins. Okay, moving Now, on. now, to the game yes. I can't wait to talk about. Yes. By the way, uh, dear Fox, please stop telling me that the Packers-Giants uh, matchup was the America's Game of the Week. Because it, it was not. Hey man, game of the week. last Did year, you? last year this would have been game of the week for sure. Yeah, but a, a four and six, a three and six giant team at the time, and a five and four Packer team with Scott Tolkien. Tolzien. I know. I did. I messed up on purpose because I don't respect them. Uh, quarterback. 
is not America's game of the week. I'm telling. <laughs> but Drew, I'm gonna I'm gonna you... get on the Green Bay Packers player hotline that every Green Bay resident has the number to, and I'm gonna tell Tolzien that you don't respect him. You t- tell him come on the podcast. We can talk about it like men. What's up? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boy, that would get the fucking views. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, would Scott you like Tolson. to? Scott Tolson breaks down and cries on an unknown podcast. <laughs> All right, the so sport ID. Oh, Drew, give us, Drew, give us, give us, give us the Packers fan perspective, please, before uh, you get the haters, because you know me and Ian are just chomping. I mean, I think for the most part, it's actually going to be pretty similar. Like I said, there's going to be probably this one disagreement. Um, I think Scott Tolzien made mistakes that uh, you would expect a young quarterback to make. Otherwise, he looked pretty all right. Still think he's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, that being said, at times his mistakes, you know, he played like shit, and uh, the team played like shit. Uh, the play calling was shit, the defense was shit, and there weren't enough offensive plays to be made. Was I right in my prediction by saying Eddie Lacy, rookie of the year campaign, would be hurt due to the fact Aaron Rodgers no longer is playing with him? Um, yeah. I don't think that's a stretch, so I don't know if you should go, like, patting yourself in the back yet, but... Was I right when I predicted... Okay, you're making it sound like you're the only person on the planet that said Eddie Lacy's gonna have a harder time running now that Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing the ball. (laughs) I didn't. I I never said such a thing. Okay, so... They're still sixth in rushing, just FYI. They were fourth going into the game. And they're still <laughs> si- okay. And they're still sixth. That's just an example of how poorly other teams ran this week. I mean, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> the team as a whole had 55 rushing yards. Eddie Lacy chopping them out there, two yards a carry, baby. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Any question? How terrible was Scott Token? Like I said, he I don't th- like for his experience level, I don't think he played that terrible. He yeah, he threw three shitty picks, but he's a young guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's going to make mistakes. He still threw for 339 yards and had a bunch of big plays, had a really good completion percentage, but he made mistakes and those mistakes count just the same as the Drew. big plays count. Drew, I can sympathize. I was once like you, Drew. <clears throat> preach, brother, um, preach. I once thought the future of Detroit was in the hands of Dan Orlovsky, and he was going to lead us to glory. And he was an up-and-coming backup. Came out of nowhere. There were flashes here and there. And I had high hopes. But then, Drew, then, God damn it, did he fuck us. He fucked us hard. He led us to believe that we were going to do well. And then, you know, he just fucking let us down, man. He just let us down. Okay, the the difference here is I never said Scott Tolson is going to lead the Packers to greatness. Uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I said if they come out of this with two wins with uh, either Wallace or Tolson, that's fucking awesome. Uh, and I told you it was not going to happen at all. I once thought Dan Orlovsky could get a win in the NFL, and then the Lions went 0-16, Drew. Look, I'm not saying Tolson's an awesome player. I'm not saying he's going to end up on a starter on a te- as a starter on a team next year. Although, with three picks, he's looking like a prime candidate to replace uh, Christian Ponder. 
but I'm just saying, like, he didn't play, like, complete dog shit. He played mediocre, and his mistakes outshined the mediocre play. But I don't think that means you can dismiss his arm. Yeah, he makes shit decisions, but he's still got a cannon for an arm. Two things. There's three things in this game. I'm I'm, I'm putting my hater, hater to the side. Hater, chill out. All right, he's chilling. Trayvon Williams was a beast in this game, by the way. He was beastly. I, I, he's, you, sometimes when you watch football, players can just kind of like blend in together. Lineman blocking, guy tackling, guy throwing. But certain times, you know, somebody will just jump out as you watch it. And Trayvon was that guy. I'm, I'm sorry, Trayvon? Trayvon. And, um... <laughs> I should have just let it go, because everybody already knows Daniel's the worst at names. The worst at names. Um, so Tremont, that's where that's what his new name is. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's Tremont. It's actually it's actually Tremarion <laughs> Trinidadian. <laughs> he was pretty uh, awesome. Secondly, the fake punt. Uh, you know, I I think everyone saw it coming. That's the only thing I had a problem with because when you pin someone at the ten, you usually don't ask for a re-kick. <laughs> Like, oh, we'll kick it again. Don't worry. We'll just put that to eight. I'm like, oh, a little fishy. I don't like that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, one second. One second. Daniel, I'm beginning to think that you just don't like being deceived. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can't be it, though, because he he liked the read option, and that's deception. The third thing about this game, Darren Mike McCarthy. If you throw another damn screen pass to a wide receiver, I'm going to lose my shit. I, I, I couldn't take it. How do you think I feel? I mean, listen. It's not I, like I, this I, game he just suddenly decided to start calling fucking wide receiver screens. That shit happens all the time. And it's okay half the time. Like, when they throw him to Randall Cobb, 50% of those screen passes to Randall Cobb are okay. The rest of them, I'm pulling my hair out screaming, what the fuck are you doing? He, there was a drive. I think it was right after one. It was right after the pick. Matter of fact, uh, the Beeson pick. Uh, I knew they were going to come out conservative. They ran the ball first down. Threw a screen, didn't work. Got a hitch. Got a first down. Threw another screen. Like they were just kind of like doing these really conservative plays, and they worked. Somehow they got to midfield, and like they they, they can't continue this, this this screen shit. They're not going to get another twenty yards doing it. The Giants. They're going to figure out. They're not throwing deep right now in this drive. They don't trust them. Maybe a couple of drives will start stretching the field again. And they start doing the screen stuff again. And the Giants are like, really? We'll just stop this three more times. And they stopped them, three and out. And I felt like they really missed the opportunity right there after a big turnover to come down, get some points, start feeling good about themselves. But I just didn't like McCarthy's play calling offense. So, I, mean, I, I, I know I was giving token trouble but he did throw the ball well i mean that one beats and pick nobody saw him uh he was hiding behind huge men and that jpp pick to the house i mean that was kind of beastly not gonna lie it was like whoa i mean uh if, if you remember tolson threw a pick just like that uh that jpp pick last week too i mean he just he does he looks but he doesn't see well, it was hard. I mean, JPP, I think he just outguessed him, bro. I mean, like, he dropped, he rushed him, rushed him the whole game, and... Well, like, I mean, Pierre with, with, Paul those, back with those picks, like, 
you don't see, like, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they will never try to throw a pick that low over the line, over the, the two sets of linemen, ever. Because that will happen. Like, every play, the defensive linemen know, get your hands up, and they do, and they'll either bat it down or pick it off 99 times out of 100, because they know, get your hands up. For whatever reason, Scott Tolson, he did it last week, and it, you know, obviously didn't pay off. For whatever fucking reason, again, he tried it again, or just didn't think, like, oh, that's right, shit, I'm not supposed to do this, and he, he did it. He's a bad quarterback. Well, like I said, he makes terrible decisions. He's... I That's what a bad quarterback does, Drew, is make bad decisions. <laughs> I, okay, I will agree that he's bad. I would not say he's terrible. Uh, will you beat the Minnesota Vikings this week, Drew? I think <laughs> I think if there's a, a game that Tolson can win, it's this one. I think if he loses if, – if they lose this game, Rodgers is back for Thanksgiving. Because according to reports, he's already really – he's already pretty close. He's itching to get back in there. Um if they lose this game, he's for sure coming back. If they win it, he might wait until the game after Thanksgiving. I hope they win it. Yeah, cause, cause he, well, because he wants I'm, he wants the Lions to play against Scott Tolzien. I'm sick of losing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Makes me I'm really the, unthankful. I've, I've never been so sad to be able to watch the the Thanksgiving game as I am this year. In your family's houses, well, you guys are from that area, so like we kind of like don't watch the Detroit game because it's usually pretty terrible. So I was going to ask you, do you guys was... not watch the Detroit game either? <laughs> they realize you guys probably no watch it. Yeah, every year. Yeah, every year. In a I'm... shootout with Texans. <laughs> every yeah, awesome. like I'm not even I'm not a Lions fan, and I still like I just love football. I don't. You could make Jacksonville play the Redskins right now. And I would be stoked to watch that game on Thanksgiving Day. Well, I just meant like you know, I have family and they want to spend time. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't get to be I, with my I family wanna... this year because I have to work on Thanksgiving. Uh, thank oh. you, employer. But uh, yeah, normally our family is like, even if the Packers aren't playing the Lions, they are still stoked to watch that game. Uh, mostly because I think they like to watch the Lions lose. Um, but. I mean, even I love to watch like the, the Packers Lions games. My family gets so excited for those. Why do do you, does your family get excited to well, see dogs piss on hydrants? That's not a rivalry. Well, no, I mean, th- th- like think about it. Like if you're a Packers rivalry. fan, if you're a Packers fan, yeah. First of all, it's a really old rivalry. Second of all, if you're a Packers it's fan, it's not Packers, a rivalry. It hasn't been a rivalry in fifty years. Second of all, if you're a Packers fan, I mean, this this Thanksgiving game has been tilting the way of the Packers for. A long time. So, yes. think about it. Like, aren't you stoked, like, if you see, like, the Cowboys are playing Jacksonville or whatever the shitty team is that year? Like, like yeah, it's an automatic win. You're excited to watch it. Like, it, it, it's, for the longest time, it was that. I think this year it's going to be completely different. But for the longest time, for Packer fans, it was like, yeah, we're going to watch our team win on this holiday where I'm going to get super fat and drink beer with my family. I don't get excited when the Yankees play the Blue Blue Jays. So, is, is that supposed to be a rivalry? I guess we're in the same division, I'm playing a long time, but where the Yankees are the Blue Jays, you're like, huh? Oh. See, that's not a rivalry because the Blue Jays have never been good, have they? Yeah, they won two World Series. Two? Yeah, nine, how many Super Bowls have the Lions won? Don't 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 turn your nose up at two titles. Like you can do that. You're a Lions fan. Be respectful. <laughs> 
Fucking Toronto. Be dude. respectful, says the man who wouldn't stop saying Scott Tolkien. Listen, I'm just saying, we're, we're about to go off on a whole tangent about Thanksgiving and Packers and Lions, and we got a whole podcast that week that we can we should say this for. So okay. I like the subject. You, okay, I'll just I just want to close with this. I just, I'm I'm personally insulted that you don't acknowledge Detroit and Green Bay as the oldest rivalry or one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL. It, the, I still call them rivals. I just don't. So there has to be some give and take, right? Some, some you win some, I win some. Like I said, it's like a dog pissing on a hydrant. There's no rivalry there. Like, hey, hey, hydrant, I piss on you. That's what I do every morning. Dude, you're a lion. Come on, you're a Lions fan. They're never any good. Are we done? Obviously, I've hurt Ian's feelings. You have, dude. You hurt my feelings hard. <clears throat> Look at how deep and sad his voice got. He turned into Jonah Hill out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. Well, we were going to break down Saints Niners, but we don't need to really, right? I... Uh, hold on. Just because I want to light more of a fire on this, this Packers-Lines rivalry thing that you hate. Uh, You're not letting me host. I'm trying to move along the subject. I'm sorry. Taking us back. The Packers and the Lions have played at least twice every season since 1932. It is the longest continuous rivalry. What's the, what's the all-time record between the two teams? Just so I can so we can move on. Uh, I don't have it on this page. I could find it, but I don't I think know you the want pa- me to take the The Packers time. have won more. Yeah. Okay, stop. The Packers have won more. Yep. The Packers have won more in the last 20 years. That doesn't mean it's not a rivalry anymore. I agree. All right. Um, you guys agree? I disagree. Well, Daniel, you could, such a, so you could shut up. That's what you could do. <laughs> Well, now that we all agree that Packers-Lions is not a rivalry, uh, let's talk about the playoff picture. Six games to go. We can finally start shaping it, uh, look back, see who was close with their preseason picks, and then was uh, way off. Like if you called the Packers 13-3 and before the season. Um, let's start with the AFC. The Jets with their terrible, terrible performance in Buffalo opens up Things in Pittsburgh, Cleveland still not done. Uh, Raiders, Raiders. Who thought the Titans still be in it? Out of the remaining teams that are technically not in the playoffs right now, well, well no one's in the playoffs, but in the- out of teams who currently are not in the playoff spots, who hold a playoff spot, who do you like the most to make noise? Ian. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I don't have any of the standings in front of me, so I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants here. Uh, I don't like Jacksonville or Houston. I don't like Tennessee. Uh, I feel like, I feel like Matt McGloin in Oakland is not going to, I mean, he probably had a, it was like a, he's going to go through a sophomore slump in his second game. That's when that's going to happen. Uh, he had a solid... Yeah, yeah, a little, he's a little he's ahead of schedule, that's for sure. Uh, he had he, he played a good game, but he just had no speed on any of his passes. He had good touch, and, you know, he caught a lot of guys right in stride, but he just had no speed on the ball at all. He looked confused as he was trying to hand the ball to the backs. He just he, I mean, he didn't look he didn't look that great. And I guess you don't have to look that great 
playing against the Houston Texans. What are you laughing about? I'm just laughing because you said he looked confused when he handed the ball to the running backs, and that just makes – like I just got a mental picture of him like getting the snap and then going like, oh, you take this? No, all right, well, have fun, bye. <laughs> no, it was like he would snap the ball and he would turn one way and then notice the back wasn't there and turn the other way and the back would be right there, and he would barely get the ball to him. Like that's that's just I don't know if the plays were designed like that to make McGloin look like a like a like a dingus as he's trying to hand the ball off, but I mean that's the way it appeared. But I so yeah I don't like Oakland. Um, Stretching. I like Miami. Miami Miami is a shot. I feel like if they get their shit together, they can they can get something right. You know, How crazy Diego. would it be if if Miami got together and like made the playoffs? It'd be amazing. It's I mean it's not that that crazy. They're still definitely in the hunt. Like if you look at the AFC standings, um, I, I know I meant more of the sense of like all the controversy that's around them. I mean we oh, all picked yeah. the Bucks to beat them two weeks ago. Yeah, no, that we all picked the Chargers to beat them, and we all use the premise that you know the scandal had caught up to them, and then here they come. They beat the Chargers, and now, you know, all of a sudden, they're like, hey. I feel like they're they're more likely to get the, get to the playoffs than the Steelers are. I would agree with that. Daniel? I'm sorry. What would you say, bud? <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm going to break <laughs> this down into AFC and NFC for teams I like. Um like right now, the the division leaders in the AFC, uh, for clarity's sake, let's just give the division leaders. Right now, uh, we got the Broncos at nine and one, the Colts at seven and three, the Patriots at seven and three, and the Bengals at seven and four. Um, the NFC: Seahawks ten and one, Saints eight and two, Lions six and four, Eagles six and five. If you're listening to our podcast and you don't know the NFL standings, bravo. Well, I mean, <laughs> in people's defense, and I'm I might be burying myself right here. Like, I have a general idea of what the teams are doing, but for for all I, you know, for all the the talk you guys give me about stats, I'm actually really <coughs> bad at remembering numbers, so I don't remember their actual standings. Um, so, gotta look them up, gotta refresh myself, you know. Drew, looking out for that every day, man. Yeah. Now, Drew, who do you like? Uh, well, in the AFC, like teams that are in the hunt, like obviously, I think the Chiefs are going to get a wild card there. They're not a division leader, um, but I mean, come on. Uh, so then that other wild card, I feel like I don't know. Like maybe the Raiders. I mean, the, the people in the hunt for it right now are the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Titans, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, the Chargers. None of these teams really jump out at me as as reaching out and you know taking it, controlling their destiny. Normally I would say the Steelers, but their team, you know, hasn't they're they're struggling to be four and six this year. Um and again, same thing about the Ravens. Normally I would say that, but they same thing. They're struggling, man. They're you know, for them it's kind of more injuries than anything else, but a lot of struggles. I don't <laughs> I don't really know who I would take to be a second wild card in this. If you know, assuming the Chiefs get the first one and assuming the division leaders stay the same. Um I would I would probably put the most hope in the Raiders, uh, you know, with with Terrell Pryor uh, would be the caveat there. But I mean, Dan, like, who else do you see in the AFC that could that could pull that off? I'm gonna shock you. Do it. 
sometimes to get where we're going, we got to go back to where we started. But that being said, <laughs> with that being said, I'm coming home, Pittsburgh. I picked you before the season. I got off the bandwagon at 0 and 4, but I'm back, baby. You you didn't just get off the bandwagon. You stormed off the bandwagon angrily. I set fire to it. Yeah. Women and children you stole one of the tires. The, the Steelers are gonna make the playoffs, fellas. I have You're a huge. Wrong. I have a huge feeling inside of me. Deep, deep inside of me. I say I do. <laughs> that was I said it on purpose. <laughs> that, that that fake field goal. Oh, for it's gonna it's gonna change the fate of two teams. Oh, oh my! God. All right, before we get back into that, uh, can I just say I'm this? not giving. It. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Can I just say this? If the Steelers do make the playoffs, they lose in the first round. I don't care who they're playing. You don't care who they who they play. No, they lose in the first round. I don't care what team they're playing in the first round. They lose in the first round of the playoffs if they make it in. So if the Steelers had to go play, let's say the Colts, you, you're... I'm taking oh, the Colts. Dude. Easy, dude. Andrew Luck is a beast. I'm saying people forget people forgetting Roethlisberger's a beast, man. People forgetting about him a little bit. That's all. I I'm mean, saying. he's a beast in the yeah, bathrooms of certain buildings, but. <laughs> See, I was going to make a rape joke, but then you made a rape joke. So if I made a rape joke, it wouldn't be classy. So I'm, I'm going to not touch that. All right. So then I guess let's flip this over to the NFC side before we go crazy here. Um, I already gave the division leaders the wild card there. The Panthers at 7-3. and three. I really think they're getting in. I think they're for real. Uh, and then the the 49ers at 6-4. and four, And then there's a couple other teams in the hunt. Uh, the Cardinals, the Bears, the Cowboys. <laughs> Surprisingly, the Packers. The 49er loss, like the Jets' loss, has opened up the floodgates for every single team almost in the uh, East Conference. Because if you look at the AFC, we say Jacksonville, Tennessee, Jacksonville, uh, Buffalo, and the Texans are the three teams that cannot will not make the playoffs, definitely. Well, I mean, that's not entirely true. The, the Bills are not that much worse than the Chargers, especially schedule-wise. I mean, they're four and seven compared to a bunch of these teams that are four and six. So yeah, but that seventh that seventh loss and having to jump five teams that that's too difficult. Well, they don't have to full, only... they don't have to full on jump five. They just need to, you know what I mean? Like like one win and a couple of teams lost suddenly shoots them three or four spots at the standings. And they're still two or three spots back. That's my point. You got now now you need more help. Now you got to keep winning, and you need help. I mean, it's possible, of course. If you, I, can't I mean, that's that's all I'm trying to say is it's possible. I don't think it's rather. I don't think it's likely either. I'm I'm just trying to point out that they're not as far behind. They're not that much farther behind, like the Chargers and the Browns and the Ravens. Ian, will the Bills make the playoffs? You got to say yes, dude. You pick them every no. week. No. What? No, but go. I will not stop picking them. <laughs> He's just giving us points and pick them, Daniel. Just let him go. <laughs> NFC, right? That's what we're talking about? NFC. Yeah. Ian, NFC, go. Oh, boy. Uh, put me on the spot here, Daniel. Well, uh, I gave you the division. I got the Saints. Okay, so I, who, are we doing, like, predictions of who's making the playoffs now? Wow. Um, no, we're talking about the teams that are on the cusp. And who has the potential to get in? Teams that are not division um, leaders, but that are, like, quote-unquote, in the hunt. 
if Aaron Rodgers comes back and he is as solid as he has been up to this point in the season, then the Packers will get in. Uh, and I'm, I'm gonna go with Arizona. I like them. So you're saying, like, you're saying Arizona and the Packers get in and the Niners and Panthers won't get in or the Niners and the Lions won't get in? Well, what the, oh boy. Well, when you say it like that. Okay. What, basically, <laughs> basically what he's asking. Think about it. <laughs> basically what he's asking is if you think the Packers and the Cards are getting in, does that mean the Packers are going to take the NFC North away from the Lions? No. Or does it mean they're going to get no, a wild stop, card spot? Stop. No. Okay. So you're saying no. they're going to get a wild card spot. If they get a wild card spot, does that mean they take one from the Panthers or the 49ers? Or does it mean that, you know, the Panthers take their division and don't need the wild card anymore? I think the Panthers will get in on a wild card over the 49ers for sure. Well, Panthers are wild card spots, and right now, if, if we, I mean, if if the playoffs were today, the Panthers and the 49ers would be the two wild cards. And then I think that the Packers can overtake the 49ers if Aaron Rodgers comes back. If Aaron Rodgers comes uh, back, back when? This week, if he comes week, back and he starts... If he comes back and he keep continues slinging it, yeah, it, it'd have to be Thanksgiving. Okay. So if he comes back after Thanksgiving, it's already too late. It doesn't matter? Yeah. Okay. But if they if they come into Thanksgiving and they manage to find some sort of way to beat Detroit on Thanksgiving, <laughs> heaven forbid, then, yeah, I'd say Green Bay has a definite shot. Um, I don't think they'll win the division. Sweeping Detroit would definitely help them. But uh, I don't think they'll win the division because Detroit's remaining schedule is one of the easiest in the entire NFL. And if Detroit doesn't win out uh, after Green Bay, I'm going to be very, very upset and disappointed. Uh, can I point out that the Lions' only division loss so far is to the Packers? Yeah, it is, yes. Yep. So yes, they play Minnesota one more time. And they play they play Minnesota one more time, Green Bay one more time. Um they play Tampa Bay this week, and fuck it. I'm pulling shit out of my ass. I have no idea who they play after that, but I know their schedule is super easy. The Lions, they play yeah. uh, Tampa this week, Green Bay next week, Thanksgiving, uh, at Philly week 14, then home against Baltimore, home against uh, the Giants, and then at Minnesota. Easy. It's an easy fucking schedule. Those uh, are all winnable games from Detroit, well, except the Green Bay game. I mean, I would say they're winnable, but I think Philly's going to give you a run for it. Philly has the worst ranked pass defense in the league, dude. And we have Kelvin fucking Johnson. They haven't got 21 points in like six weeks or something like that, though. They're going to get about 40 points, dude. I'm just saying, sometimes yards just is like, it's not a good barometer of a defense. Yeah, they could... (laughs) They could give up all the yards in the world, but if they stop them at the one every time, it doesn't matter. Well, then David Akers is going to the fucking Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Daniel, uh, what about you? We gave you ours. Uh, how do you think the NFC is going to shake out? NFC, I see. Uh, I just hope that the Giants don't make the playoffs. I mean, I pray. I don't pray for anything in life. I don't pray for myself. I don't pray for my child. If I do pray in the morning that the Giants will do not make the playoffs. <laughs> Living as a as a Cowboy fan, I guess I'm still a Cowboy fan, in New York, it's just, it's just 
You're so jaded. I'm super jaded. I'm so torturous. And then, like, to have them come back from, like, an 0-6 deficit to somehow make the playoffs, I just wouldn't be able to take it. I couldn't live here. I could not live here. So I hope the Giants don't make it. I think everything's going to stay how it is. I think the playoffs picture is set in the NFC. Only thing I'm worried about right now is that Lions. You know, I'm just really worried about them. You know, six and four. You know, Bears six and four. Packers five and five. You know, Rodgers does something crazy and comes back a week early, two weeks early. That throws a monkey wrench in the whole system. Yeah, Bears. That Lions are the tiebreaker over the Bears, but you know, when you have the same record, you know, one slip up. It, it, that's the only spot. That I feel is in jeopardy, but I'm still pretty confident the Lions will find a way to hold on to that three seed. Yeah, that's one thing um, Packer fans keep pointing out here uh, in Green Bay. Like <laughs> every time I hear, just like when I'm at work or around town, and I hear people talking about it. Uh, you know, they're obviously depressed that Rodgers is out, and they're hoping that he comes back as soon as possible. But the the glimmer of hope, I guess, for the Packer fans is like still only one game behind, still two yeah. and one in the division. You know. That, that's why, you know, that's another thing. I'm not trying to go back to the field goal situation, but that's why getting that, winning, finding a way to win that game against Pittsburgh was so crucial. So crucial. Because you kind of put, oh. the, you put your throw on the Packers, you kind of stomp them out, but, you know. They'll bounce back. Yeah, I think the Packers will bounce back. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> So we got our uh, got our playoff picture painted. Do we want to take a guess at uh, Super Bowl matchup, or is it way too early for that? Ah, I'm not. I think, I think it's a little too way, early for that. Okay. It's way too late for that right now. <laughs> yeah, and we got to figure out how to get our we got to fit in top ten quarterbacks in. So uh, <laughs> you're fucking. <laughs> All right, right top doing... ten quarterbacks. I went to Michigan. Go. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh. Greasy, uh, <laughs> Denard Robinson, uh, there, top three quarterbacks at West Michigan. That's what you said, right? Yeah. All right, okay. you guys, you guys want to do picks? Yeah. Do we, picks. I mean, All right, Daniel, I, Daniel, I can take over for you here if you don't have a list in front of you. Yeah, go ahead, but I had a list in front of me, but we're kind of running long, and I could see you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, when Ian gets antsy about it being late, we're going to start yelling at each other, so I just want to wrap it up. I have to get extra up extra early tomorrow. Okay. Like, that's my concern. So tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, uh, which will be tonight by the time you guys download and listen, uh, we've got the New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. This is a pretty easy game to pick. Yep. I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, this was supposed to be a matchup, a uh, Thursday night matchup that was actually decent. We could all enjoy watching, but obviously Atlanta's been decimated by injury. So, Saints, obviously. Sweep that one. I got nothing to say about the Falcons this year. Uh, next up, we got the Bears at the Rams. Rams. Yeah, I went Rams, too. Yeah, I think this is a tough game for Chicago, traveling down to St. Louis. Uh, backup quarterback against that front uh, four of St. Louis is going to – I think it's going to bring Josh McCown back down to earth a little bit. Uh, so I like the Rams in the upset. Who's the quarterback for the Rams right now? Kellen Clemens. Uh, ooh, nice. Oh. Zing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Bears in this one. I hate to say it, but... 
Uh, next up, we've got the Steelers at the Browns. Uh, Steelers. Uh, I went back and forth in this. Back to Jason Campbell. Just looked like uh, Jason Campbell last week. I He's not beating the Red Hot Steelers team. That I think has uh, found new life and uh, is getting ready to make a little playoff run. So, going to gonna big, big Ben. Uh, I think I think red hot is strong strong terminology there, uh, but I'll take the Steelers over the Browns. Uh, next up, we've got the Buccaneers at the Lions. The Lions are going to come out playing angry. Uh, Buccaneers are riding a two game win streak, and Detroit's going to knock them back down to earth and remind them that they're still a two and eight team. Uh, I got the Lions. Can't wait to watch this game. Cannot wait to see Reavers versus Calvin. Uh, might be my individual matchup for the year. Uh, I don't. I'm not as confident in the Lions after last week's loss. Um, Tampa Bay's riding high, like Ian said. But I I just can't see the Lions losing this game at home to Tampa Bay. If they do, then they have huge problems. But uh, I think Lions will figure a way to win a close one. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Lions this and two. You can sweep it. Uh. I guess if they lose this game, you could say that Daniel is right about his whole uh, field goal conspiracy business there. Uh, next up, we've got the Vikings at the Packers. And uh, <laughs> it's actually an I important tried. NFC matchup. It is, yeah. But three wins and Minnesota's right back in it. Well, not just um. that. Uh, <laughs> back in the what? Yeah. Kicking 10th in the draft? Their win matters far <laughs> less than uh, the Packers lost there. It was a joke. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I tried. I trusted. I trusted the Packers last week, and they let me you down. Did. You trusted you Scott Tolkien. I, I shouldn't have trusted the Tolkienator, but he fucking <laughs> let me down. And uh, I'm going. I'm going with the Vikings. Fuck the Packers, man. They fucked me. I don't want to pick the Packers, so I'm not going to pick the Packers. <laughs> but Christian Ponder is the only quarterback that can make Scott Tolkien look halfway decent. So uh, uh, apparently, apparently uh, Josh Freeman might play this game. He might start this. No, nah, no, nah, nah, Frazier said uh, Ponder was starting yesterday. Oh, he changed mind no, no. again. No, uh, well, I haven't heard anything since yesterday. Well, what time yesterday? <laughs> yeah. So today, today's Freeman, tomorrow Castle, and Saturday Ponder. But I'm going, I'm going Vikings against the Packers. I just, I think Token's going to throw a couple picks again, and Adrian Peterson's uh, ownership of the Packers continues. Even though I'm kind of tired of the dude, after he has an okay game, is he has a groin or some sort of hamstring injury? But we get bust up a buck fifty. You never hear about it. Man up, AP. I don't know. You do kind of hear about it when he has a 150-yard game because then you got guys going, oh, look, he's this awesome when he's injured. He's but then, back. Yeah. yeah, but then when he yeah. has a mediocre game, it's, oh, well, he was injured. So. Yeah, I don't like this guy. I don't like Adrian Peterson very much anymore. Neither do I. Lost a lot of respect. Yeah. Um, I talked shit about the Packers this week uh, when we were doing the review of the game. Uh, I still think they could squeak this one out, though, so mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Packers over the Vikings here. There you go. All right, next. It's going to be a fun game. <laughs> I mean, I think it might not be bad, you know, like uh, <laughs> watching Drew, two struggling. <laughs> no, Drew, stop. You're wrong. It's going to be fucking horrible. It's going to be terrible. No, I, I mean, like, 
Like it's going to be If no. somebody gave me the choice to watch Jacksonville versus Houston or Green Bay versus Minnesota, I'm watching Jacksonville versus Houston. Easy. Oh. It's an easy choice to make, dude. I don't know. I, I feel like there could be a comedy of errors quality here that'll make it entertaining. But um, you don't think that the Texans versus Jaguars is going to be a comedy of errors? I mean, I, I, I think they both are, but the NFC North is more important to me, so I'll, I'll find that one more entertaining. Uh, moving on. Next up, uh, we've got the San Diego Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs will bounce back, beat a division rival at home for sure. Yeah, if this game was in San Diego, I'm taking San Diego. But I like Chiefs at home. Bounce back win, like Ian said. I'm riding out with that. Nine and one Chiefs go to ten and one. Uh, yeah, sweep that one. Uh, Chiefs at Arrowhead, especially with this defense, I'm taking them every time. Uh, we've got the Panthers at the Dolphins next. Panthers riding high after a big win on Monday night. Hopefully, they can keep the momentum going. Uh, I got them winning this on the road. I'd like to have a moment of silence for my boy Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he will not make it out of this game. Uh, that terrible Miami line versus that awesome Panthers front four. <laughs> God. Yeah, uh, they're going to need to park the ambulance close in that one. It, 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 who's the backup? Matt Moore. Let's see a little Matt yeah. Moore this week, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Panthers are going to kill these guys. Uh, I'd say 21-10, 21-3. Yeah, Ian... Who was it that gave Miami a shot? Uh, talking playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, so I'm going to read you their schedule. Carolina this week uh, at the Jets, at Pittsburgh, home against New England, at Buffalo, home against the Jets. Uh, I think they're for sure going to lose this Carolina game. They're for sure going to lose the the Patriots game. And if they're super lucky, they'll win one of the Jets games. I don't think there's any way they're making the playoffs with that schedule. I didn't say it wasn't a stretch. In your face, Ian. No, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, attack you. I'm just saying, like, because it, I— Really? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like <laughs> no, I'm being attacked I, right now. Okay, I agreed with you when you said that they have a chance. And when I look at the 5-5 five and five Dolphins and think about how they played this year, I think, okay, yeah, they have a chance. And then— I'm pointing out, once I looked at the schedule, I don't think they have a chance anymore. I think it's a very outside chance. That was my only so point. So you're, you're going back on your word, but I'm going to stick to my word. That's fine. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real man. Yep. And, and, and uh, <laughs> never mind. All right, I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. Uh, next up, we've got the New York Jets at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I got the Ravens at home. I don't know why. Toss up. Uh, this is the up week for the Jets because they usually alternate wins. I don't know if a little fun fact for you guys. Um, ten games in, Jets are the only team ever to alternate wins and losses the whole the entire time. So, fun fact. Oh, cool. <laughs> you want to talk more Packers? Uh, Drew, would that make you happy? No. So you're taking the Jets? Ravens. I'm going. No, I'm going Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> nice misdirection. Uh, you know. Be a coach. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to take the Jets in this one. I think they're going to take control of their own destiny here and start to try and separate themselves and try and really take advantage of that. Tina Smith is so he's so terrible. That I I yeah, but I I think they're going to try and take you know. 
advantage of the the opening that they're getting the getting in the AFC playoff picture here, and hopefully take down a struggling Ravens team. How uh, is Geno Smith getting worse? I'm sorry, it's just, it's, he's getting worse. Okay, next up we've got Ian's game of the week: the Jacksonville People Jaguars at the Houston are Texans. Asking for Sanchez, like, how bad is it? I'm sorry. Now I would I, bring back Mark okay. Sanchez article today. And Shut up. Paper. Who's yeah. the third string quarterback for the Jets? Oh, for Matt f- Sims. Start that guy. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, so now I'm going to make this joke again. Ian's game of the week, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. W-E-A-K. Uh, <laughs> I liked what I, I saw from Case Keenum. Um, I hope he starts because they did throw uh, Matt Schaub into the game when they were playing Oakland. And they actually had to go to a silent count because of all the booze <laughs> he came in, which I, that upsets me. Yeah, those like, kinds of dicks. I mean, it's well, fucked well, up. Fuck Houston. They were at home, right? They were booing him at home. He was a silent count at home? Yeah. It's fucked up. But uh, Case Keenum looked fucking awesome, man. He had this badass, like, scramble around. He made a play out of nothing and then caught the, uh, I believe it was a tight end, caught him in stride. Like throwing off his back foot, rolling uh, to the right side, it was it was it was impressive as fuck, and they scored a touchdown on it. So I I really like Case Keenum. Uh, I hope he starts this game. If he doesn't, the Texans could lose. But I'm banking on him starting, so I got the Texans winning. Uh, I'm also going to take the Texans in this one. Uh, Jaguars still suck, and Blaine Gabbert versus Case Keenum. Uh, take Keenum. Oh, wait, wait. Brain Gabbard has some. Chad Henney. Oh, mother, motherfucker. Oh, Chad Henney. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to take uh, Case Keenum. Michigan. <laughs> All right. Start of the afternoon games here. We got the Titans at the Raiders. Uh, Raiders. Uh, like I said before with McGloin. Uh, not only like, okay, I didn't point this out before, but he does not have a football name, uh, so he will not be successful. But I think the uh, I think make the Titans in this game. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, no, they got Sebastian Janikowski. He can't kick, and they got a badass punter who can run really fast. So he's not doing any kicking in this game, except maybe kicking the dirt when he gets benched partway through. <laughs> oh um, wow! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I gotta pick the Titans. This one. Uh, I'm going Titans as well. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has actually been good the last two weeks. Yeah, suck it. I, I don't know. Did you guys watch him versus uh, uh, the Colts on Thursday night? Nope. I sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love how dismissive we are of, of how we don't watch games and we do a football. I can't, I can't yeah. watch every game. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's so funny, guys. Like, fuck no, I watched it. Like, why did I watch that? It's like I do a podcast yeah. talking about football. Yeah. I know enough about football to pull some shit on my ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah but uh, go ahead, bro. I mean, yeah, we got to generate all this content for our two-hour-long NFL podcast every week, but there's still only so many games we can watch, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to watch, you know, 49ers, Saints, and Chiefs, Broncos over anybody the Titans are playing. I'm sorry. Well, Colt, it was Colts Titans, pretty good game, pretty good game. I'll and I'll right. probably watch it in retrospect, but I I just did not have the time. 
Yeah. Well, I, well, Brian's been good the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's accurate. Moves the ball. So that means he's due to start being his real self, so he'll suck this game. I got the Raiders. Uh, I'm also going to take the Raiders in this one. Um, it hurts me that you would say such things about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. but I'm going Titans. I decide. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got the Colts at Cardinals. This, I think, this is going to be an awesome game this week. And not the game of the week because that's obviously going to be Denver, New England. But uh, I got, uh, I'm going to take Arizona in this one. I think they'll win it at home. Uh, Indianapolis is showing signs of weakness. Yeah, I like Arizona in this game as well. I like their defense. Like the defense at home, especially, I can't see Colt receivers getting open against that uh, Cardinal secondary. And uh, Trent Richardson and Donald Brown ain't exactly moving the needle, and Marshall Falk ain't walking through that door. So, uh, <laughs> Rick Pitino, baby. I'm going to Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'm taking the cards in this one, too. Um, I like that defense, and I don't hate Carson Palmer as much as you guys. I think that secondary is going to really make things hard for Andrew Luck, and hopefully the Cards will walk away with a win there because I would like to see them in the playoffs again. Here's another little fun fact for you. Um, last week was the first time Carson Palmer did not throw an interception in a game this season. Oh, wow, is that the first time in his career, too? Something like that. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, they still got six wins, and they're still definitely in the playoff hunt, so I don't want to hear it. Uh, next up. We got the last of the Sunday afternoon games. We have the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Uh, oh man, I don't give a shit who wins this game. <laughs> I, I honestly could give couldn't give less fucks about this game. Uh, I'm gonna pick Dallas. I'm picking the Cowboys because um, I just hate the Giants so much. I can't. Like, I've already <laughs> talked about how much I hate them, so. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, I hate... I, uh, I, oh, sorry. I was going to go a little further into that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the Giants have beaten no one. They, the last four quarterbacks, uh, Matt Barkley, uh, Scott Tolkien, Josh <laughs> Freeman, and that doesn't matter. I can't, who's the fourth one? Uh, they played Chicago before that. They lost to Chicago, but they beat the Vikes. They beat the, I knew I was going to forget. I was like, man, they, remember they the got four wins. They got Green Bay, Chicago. Oakland, Philly, and Minnesota. Oakland and Terrell Pryor. That's what they beat. Yeah. So I mean, come, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not losing my shit over the Giants. I just hope they lose, and I think they will continue to lose. So, um, I'm going to take the Giants in this one. I hate both these teams, but I think I hate the Cowboys a little bit more. Although the Giants have been the cause of more postseason angst for the Packers recently. Um. Fuck it, I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, just thinking about just thinking about how the Giants have like hosed the Packers postseason the last couple of years, uh, just ma- mad, just anger. So yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys now. Um, Sunday night game. This is the actual game of the week. Uh, Denver Broncos at New England Patriots. My upset of the week. Uh, I'm going with the Patriots. They'll bounce back at home. Playing Denver, you know, that that loss on Monday Night Football was humiliating. And that call, they're pissed off about it, and they're gonna come around and they're gonna fuck shit up. Patriots. 
Uh, I'm going Patriots as well. I don't like uh, – me and Ian have been on a lot of the same picks today. Uh, <laughs> Peyton generally doesn't do well going into New England. It's kind of been a house of horrors for him. Uh, I think the one time he beat New England in the playoffs, it was at home. Uh, Belichick will devise all kinds of schemes to kind of throw him off his game. And I don't think that Bronco defense is going to be able to uh, hang with that uh, Patriot offense. So I like the uh, the Patriots in this one. Uh, like quite a bit, actually, 31-21. I'm going to take Denver in this one. Ooh. I mean, I, I still like Denver. I still like the weapons there. I think this will end up being the shootout. We all think it's going to be. Um, just a little fun fact here. Last week against the Chiefs, Denver, Manning didn't get sacked at all, which is the first time all season Kansas City hasn't had a sack. So, you know, their O-line's pretty good. I think it's going to be hard for the Patriots to get uh, good pressure on Manning, and I think that's going to give them plenty of time to just pick apart the coverage. And I think the Broncos win this one. Last up, the Monday night game, the San Francisco 49ers at the Washington professional football team. Uh, 49ers, no further analysis. Uh, Niners, 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 Niners. I wish I could say Redskins, but yeah. Yeah, sweep it. I'm going to take the Niners in that one too. Poor Shanahan. He's coached a great John Elway. Now he gets to coach baby Elway. But it's not going well. So <laughs> You're really, really trying, man. It ain't going to happen. Stop what? making it happen. It's not going to be a thing. <laughs> it's a thing in my world. I'm going to call I'm gonna call him baby Elway. should get a baby Elway jersey. John Elway is the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, wow. Okay. How about Scott Mitchell? How about Dan Orlovsky? Yeah, don't forget about don't forget about the Orlovsky. <laughs> you know, you Lion fans shit on Scott Mitchell, but he was actually a pretty good quarterback for you guys. I know he was. I mean, he wasn't bad. He had a lot of help. Barry Sanders. I don't want to fucking Scott. talk about the Lions anymore. Said <laughs> <laughs> no Brett Perriman, no Herman Moore. Yeah, Herman Moore was awesome. Johnny Morton was all right. Corey Schlesinger. Those are the glory days. We what, have what? one minute until this is officially our first two-hour show. Oh, let's fill time. And what do you guys want to do? And I'm sleepy. You guys so, wanna... guys, check out our sister blog over at thecinemaid.net. You can follow on Facebook at... <laughs> That's not how Facebook works. Facebook.com slash thecinemaid or follow them on Twitter at thecinemaid. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at the Sportsid and on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Sportsid. And our website is, of course, the Sportsid.net. Tell your friends and email us. And tell your friends to email us, the Sportsid at gmail.com. That's the Sports, letter I, letter D, at gmail.com. And I want everybody. What? I was going to do a thing if you're doing a thing, so you go ahead and do your thing. I just wanted to I just wanted to say all you listeners if you could just if you happen to poop in a public place uh, I want you to write our web address on the back <laughs> <laughs> thank you. 
Just do that. You heard it here. The sports it is encouraging public vandalism. I think I'm going to do that. Just some rebellion. Just a little rebellion. I mean, I love in New York. I mean, that's like great. That's free advertising right there. Every McDonald's and Starbucks. Who's going to catch you? You know what would be classier? What would be classier is if we got like business cards and just left them places. Put them in the toilet? Yeah, that's classy. Uh, or in urinals, we can do like the uh, the guy from uh, I Love You Man, with the urinal, the urinal cake face. <laughs> urinal cake. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, didn't uh. I pee on you once? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, congratulations, gentlemen. We've gone over two hours. Fuck yeah, mission I accomplished. Think, I think. I mean, before cuts, we might be slightly under after cuts, but I'm I'm pretty yeah, sure we'll make it. Probably, you're gonna cut her. Yeah. I want a whole. I was about to go the whole Jason Siegel thing, but no, it's not. <laughs> Jobin, what's up, Jobin? Did you see him in this? Is, oh, you saw this is the end. Okay, I'm I'm yeah. gonna cut this if we don't just stop. Wait, we're not cutting this? Is this going on? I thought we were done after. <laughs> no, we, we haven't closed yet. We gotta do the outro. <laughs> God, we've gone off fucking rails. I hope people like this. <laughs> <laughs> Sound more desperate. <laughs> please, 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 someone email us yeah. now. Anything. Email me a Trojan virus, some malware. I don't give a shit. <laughs> email me. It's a- so it doesn't even have to be email specific. Just right on their Facebook wall. <laughs> Fucking hey, share something. Jesus Christ. Uh, tweet at us, I guess. I don't know. I never go on the Twitter. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you know? Just go for it, people. Come on. Help us out here. I'm dying. I'm Please just kidding. I love that, You guys are so much fun. I love talking to you guys about football and shit. All right, well, this has been the longest episode to date of the Sports Id uh, NFL edition. Uh, I'm Drew. I'm Daniel. I'm hoping that... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not oh, even fuck. editing this. I don't give a shit. Just, just close out, please. I'm Ian. I'm Daniel. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs>